Live from Guttercat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey yo, what's going on everyone? This crowd is already popping. It's so good to see people flowing into this live spaces. We are going to have a great show. And hello, if you're listening uh, to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn more from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest is a successful communications consultant and sees the potential that NFTs have to harness communities and storytelling to help grow a brand, whether it be individual or corporate. As a founding partner in Causeway Strategies, he already spends a lot of his time helping clients strategize more effective communication and relationship building to help grow their organizations. Since the emergence of NFTs, he has also become a vocal advocate of the space and has become an ambassador of the sandbox game and a leading con- Content provider on Twitter Spaces to help connect and educate newcomers to the space about the power of NFTs and blockchain technology. It is my absolute pleasure to share the stage today with Josh Ong. What's going on, Josh? What's up? How's it going, Carl? Oh, it's a it's a great day, especially right before this. We're gonna get into some new, um, actually some new stuff that Twitter released that you're you're kind of a part of um, the team behind and uh, getting kind of the information rolling out. So I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about that. But I always start the show with the same question, which is just to share a, for a couple minutes your uh, journey into the space, whether it was crypto first or NFTs first. Just tell us a little bit about your journey. And, and how, when you built like that conviction moment about this new uh, technology that we're, that we're continuing to explore. Thanks. Yeah, happy to get started. So um, I remember finding out about cryptocurrency, like in the blockchain, like years ago, and I was um, a tech blogger at the time. And so I was writing about um, like the Mt. Gox uh, hack and like some of the early days of crypto when things were all up and down, like bitcoin pizza and, and stuff fun stuff like that mm-hmm. and um and then i found out about nfts in i guess 2017 2018 with like crypto kitties and things like that so i remember um you know i had some eth i had some bitcoin i was and I, I i bought a crypto kitty and, like bred some and i was like what is this crazy world and then like just like nowadays it's like back then like the whole network broke down because everyone was trying to <laughs> kitty. yeah i remember and that so, like gas went crazy and and everyone was just like, what is this? And and all the um, the like the OG ETH people were like, why why did this game break our you know like financial infrastructure or whatever? Like it, it was funny. Um, and I invested in a couple other or collected a couple other NFT projects early on, and some of them ended up not working out. It was just like an early the early days, and then others, um, you know, I bought some like Gods Unchained cards at the time because uh, I really enjoyed. Um, collectible card games you know either physical or, or like things like hearthstone and so i was like oh i'm curious how this how this is as an nft um and then fast forward to last year last summer i heard about top shot during the closed beta and i like somehow got in and just bought a few packs and was like opening them i was like oh this is pretty cool um and i made a mistake where i forgot about it and just like you know i bought a few more packs in the fall when they when they promised that you could eventually be able to like hold your packs and sell them because mm-hmm. early on it was like you you actually didn't have you just it would just like mint right when you bought it um and then uh i got i got really heavily in nfts really at the start of this year um when when things just started taking off and i and i i think what the way that i describe it is that i noticed that the world was ready to accept as a society this concept of digital ownership and this concept of NFTs. And Mm -hmm. to me, like, that's what it takes is like a blockchain is cool. But if like, if, you know, markets are made by that agreement between people that something is worth something and it's willing to buy or sell or trade. And until everybody has that revelation, um, NFTs are just like this kind of weird thing. Um, And same thing with blockchain and cryptocurrencies. 
And yet, to me, it's just not any more absurd than like passing green pieces of paper back and forth. Like they have to symbolize something in our society for us to really ascribe that worth. And yeah, it could be backed by the Fed or whatever. But like at the end of the day, um, I started to see this social momentum to accept NFTs and um, and I saw what that could mean for uh, digital ownership, digital uh, collectability for for digital art. Um, and then even like, you know, obviously broader smart contract possibilities when we think about what it could mean for um, legal relationships or uh, music royalties and, mm-hmm. and all sorts of things. Yeah. So, so I'm excited. You know, I've been really deep in it, you know, since, since I guess January and, uh, it's been a lot of fun and has started to become something kind of more of a career, um, alongside some of my collecting. Yeah. So one thing that I love that you talked and touched on that I talk a lot about on the show is like conviction. And it sounds like early this year with NFTs, you just really saw the, the kind of the momentum, as you said. Um, I think one thing that it reminds me a lot of when I joined, um, because I was around during Mt. Gox days and so I was watching, I tried to set up a Bitcoin wallet before there was a there were like centralized um, exchanges and I could never figure it out. And that was one thing that held me back. Right. I was like, this is this, if it's so hard and I want to try to learn about this, like there's no way this is going to become a mainstream adopted like system. And um, in 2017, 18, when we had that first run up, it first hit like, Oh wow. Okay. Like seeing the market cap of Bitcoin finally go over, you know, a few billion dollars. And now is like, is like something that multiple, uh, you know, big entities are starting to look at, I, I realized like, okay, here's our, here's like this wave that's starting. And I was like, I'm not going to miss out anymore. And I feel like everyone that gets in has had previous exposure a few times before they really start to, they kind of have it on their radar before they really jump into it. And so I love how uh, so many guests have that same story of like, they, they were watching, they dabbled in it, but then it was like all in moment. And I just love your all in moment. Um, specifically because it had to do a lot with NFTs and so many um, people that really believe in blockchain and the the currencies that blockchain um, kind of brings to the table. Still, there's still some Bitcoin maximalists that still haven't really made a transition to see the benefit of NFTs and the power that this ecosystem can provide. So I'd love for you just uh, to spend a minute and talk about since you really, um, you really, this was kind of your all in moment is really believing in the NFT side of things and the smart contracts and what they can bring to the table for culture and society. I'd love for you to kind of touch on the power of NFTs. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think kind of one of the themes for today and so one of the, one of the, one of the really powerful elements for me is, is what NFTs can bring for community. And so, you know, I call it like web three community and, and it's like, we started building community online with web two, right? That was the social era. Mm-hmm. But I think what's interesting to me is like, so web three connects things like, you know, these assets that we have or these tokens. Um, but those things can then connect people. And so for me, one of the things that's been interesting, um, I was fortunate enough to kind of stumble upon the board API club. Um, the day, the day it was minting and I minted one and that really changed my life in a lot of ways. And what was so fascinating to me about it was that it had a community built into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so they said like this, this membership in this swamp club, you know, and, and I had been watching crypto punks, you know, create this community and it was, you know, very elite and had a lot of like kind of early crypto folks in it. And it was super powerful, the, the type of um, connections and networking and support that you could get as a crypto punk. And so I, when I saw BAYC, I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like it's kind of like a baked into the roadmap and, and baked into the Genesis, of the project. Um, and so I minted one and, and, you know, never looked back. And so that's been a fun process for me is just recognizing like, what does it mean when you have a community around an entity? Like what makes it even more super powered than like online communities before or even like real life communities. And for me, um, it's actually this possibility to 
interact across all layers, right? So we've been doing real life meetups yeah. at Board Apes and, and other NFT communities. We meet, you know, we hang out online on Twitter and, and all sorts of places. And then we're moving into the metaverse, right? And so like across all of those different layers, like we are um, connecting. So I'm looking forward to hanging out in the sandbox with a bunch of apes like in yes. Euphoria because um, we all bought up the land there. And every layer that we bounce off of just makes the next interaction in whatever other layer even more powerful. You know, we, we did this meetup, first board ape meetup I did that was like kind of backed by the club was in LA. And it was funny because we all like basically left. We were hanging out at this NFT gallery in the bar and then um, we left and we all just signed on to Twitter and like posted pictures of each other and we're like high-fiving and just liking each other's stuff and retweeting. Like we carried that energy that euphoria together back online you know and then the next time we see each other at another meetup or another event or you know nft nyc in november or something like you just have that relationship that's that's like stacking and building so um to me and community is one of the one of the really powerful parts of nfts and i think the other thing i'd say is like it gives a lot of freedom um you know one of the the great things about a decentralized asset is it really frees you from you know, a corporate takeover of like, oh, um, this game company shut down and they're just like, yep, they're done. Or they just decide like, we're going to close this season and you don't get your stuff anymore or you're locked out or DRM. Um, and so NFTs when done right can put the power back in the hands of the people and especially power back in the hands of the creators. Um, I love seeing artists that can get secondary royalties in perpetuity because uh, it's a life changing, but you know, it's like, it changes the game. Like how many artists throughout history have we heard of like, you know, dying penniless because like their, their stuff pops, not at the point of sale, but after mm -hmm. sometimes posthumously. Um, and we can, we can set up a system that continues to support creators and honor them as well as other people who get involved in the process and contribute. So I love it. Those are just I'm, two aspects of uh, I'm really excited about. Yeah, and I think that's what I thought was so interesting when I was reading more about your your work um, and the consulting that you do as a uh, for a lot of brands is like you you realize the the power of community. Um, you're you're a communications consultant. You can help you help brands with this stuff um, prior to NFTs. So do you do you feel like um, this new technology? There's tension with like like this prior this prior world that you were involved in or do you feel like that it's an opportunity um or maybe a little mix of both uh for for some of like different industries that want to get involved and like capitalize on how do how do we make this right because like you said like if it's not done right it we've seen so many celebrities that are just even when they launch like their nfts aren't anything now because they forget like NFTs are all about the power of community and you've been preaching it to brands about the power of connecting with their audience. And so now it's just like, it, it, I'm curious on your thoughts and how you've seen this playing out with like conversations with brands now. Yeah. I'm, I'm having a lot of conversations with my prior clients that are exploring NFTs and, 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 and dip it into it. And so it, it kind of is just funny because I was, you know, basically repping them at, on the public relations side. And then they were asking like, Hey, um, you know, we're thinking about getting NFTs. Like, what do you know about that? I was like, well, how funny you should ask because, you know, let's do a Twitter space. So let's hang out. Um, yeah. And I see Justin in the, in the audience. We, we could pull him up if you want. Carl. Yes, um, so definitely. Him talk about, um, Twitter communities. Cause that's something that we're just launching today as, um, one of the uh testers for the new community feature um and it's it's very much kind of on theme with what we're talking about so yeah I, you know i think one of the things that i do tell brands as they explore nfts is like you actually have the ability to like by creating a collection to activate from your most loyal fans um and then gather them into a community that you can then you know grow with together and 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 sharing that experience. And so, um, you know, I, I think one, like one moment that I saw with the hundreds, um, so, you know, 
Bobby Men Hundred, the streetwear brand, they they released an NFT project called Atom Bomb Squad, which is like, you know, years or over almost two decades worth of art that they've been doing with their uh, their logo, the the bomb. Um, and I think it was Bobby and Discord, like the day before drop, was watching it grow. It went from like you know five thousand to seven thousand to twelve thousand as everyone was like trying to get the the like drop time. And I think Bobby was just like why didn't we create this discord sooner? Like he had right. this realization, like, shoot, we had community on Instagram or we had community on Twitter. We had, but like through this 25,000 bomb collection plus discord and then the way that you gate it and then you do future events and things like it's just like turbocharged community. And, and, um, and I think he, he got it, you know, he saw that and was like, wow, like, he's so excited to move forward with his brand in a new era of of deeper community. And so I think that's not, not all NFTs have to have community attached to them, but I think it's really powerful. And especially for individual artists, even I see them creating their own discords and building their communities. And I think it's like another way that they can very easily kind of market their work and, and, and engage with their collectors, um, which is more, um, more robust than before. But Justin, I'd love to hear from you. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about this new Twitter community feature and kind of how how Twitter thought about creating these communities and, and especially yeah. NFTs. Yeah, so super excited. Communities uh, launched in testing 48 minutes ago. <laughs> ago. We've been working on it for a really long time. And, you know, uh, Twitter, we like to say that we serve the public conversation. And, you know, the way we we're thinking about serving it is, through how we can enable communities and cultures and topics and people to organize in interesting ways. So, you know, we have Twitter Spaces, which is an opportunity for everyone to uh, talk about NFTs or uh, whatever you're interested in through an audio format. Um, and, you know, we, we launched Super Follows last week, which will be kind of like our Patreon competitor and allow people to form communities and discussions around creators and influencers that they like. And, uh, you know, today with the launch of communities, we're kind of allowing people to uh, organize around uh, topics and, you know, Twitter conversations in a much more narrow casting format. So, you know, imagine um, you f- you become interested in a topic or something and you want to jump in and be a part of the conversation. But, you know, finding the relevant 20 to 25 people to follow might seem cumbersome and difficult. Or maybe you want to tweet something, but you don't want to tweet it out into the ether to everyone you follow. You just want to tweet it to the people you think actually really care about the topic. So uh, with communities launching today, I think that really offers that opportunity to people. Um, We did launch an NFT one, uh, which is exciting. Um, And yeah, we're really excited about it. I'm definitely happy to talk about it further. You know what I love, um, Justin, is that you're always on Twitter Spaces since it's been launched and just constantly engaging with the NFT community already. And so it's such a cool thing to see like the progression of the way that Twitter is continuing to develop to technology and like this new era of Web 3.0 because like you said, like there's going to be a lot of people that are coming into the space that have fans from previously that may they may not want to send Uh, a certain tweet to everyone or they may not want to um, you know they need to be able to connect with different communities they're involved in so I'd love to hear kind of where where the uh, idea if NFTs and like crypto world was any sort of uh, kind of a motivating factor since it is in like the beta testing um, to help like these bigger names to be able to split that attention and be able to connect with a different audience yeah well, we definitely see uh, NFTs being a massive driver in Twitter spaces. Um, you know, we're consistently seeing such a such a big part of the conversation on spaces being around NFTs. So it it only made sense to try to get an NFT kind of community set up as a test and learn for us, especially knowing like you know the flow of uh, you join on Twitter, you find an interesting project, and then you can. Um, you know, my goal is to keep, uh, we're never going to be a discord and we're not trying to be, but we want to keep more of the conversation on the platform as we can and also find interesting ways to on-ramp people into things they care about. So, you know, past may or maybe yesterday when, uh, 
somebody's like, I want to get involved in NFTs on Twitter, you know, you have to like manually tell them here's 20 people to follow. But maybe now you can tell them on Twitter. And from there, you can finally connect with interesting people um, and go from there. Um, you know, and the other the the other kind of insight is just, I mean, of course, I'm in the NFT community just because I'm interested in it. But, you know, I'm also a gamer. You know, there's other things I'm interested in. But that's really, to me, the interesting part. I was talking to the WNBA the other day and I was just telling them, like, look, this is a great opportunity for you guys. If someone's interested in the WNBA, asking them to, you know, follow 20 WNBA related accounts might not be intermediary step for somebody to become part of the conversation it's either you follow a bunch of people and it floods your timeline or you don't and this is a really nice lighter way for someone to um step step a toe into the uh conversation around a topic on twitter without totally committing their timeline i love that so is this uh so if you if, is this something where only certain people will see uh, or be able to tweet into this feed? Uh, can you go into a little bit more of the logistics of how it would work for someone that's new to the NFT space and the types of content or the people that are the, the types of content they're going to be seeing? Sure. So it's a narrow casting kind of thing, right? So you can join, uh, let's say that we'll use the NFT example. You can you, you join the NFT community and when you post a tweet, uh, you can watch the video uh, that I posted on my Twitter a couple minutes ago. But when you post a tweet, you can just in a public like you would any tweet, you'll there'll be a little drop down menu and it'll let you decide, are you going to tweet it publicly to your timeline or you tweet it to, let's say, the NFT community. And if you tweet just the NFT community, everything will go into just that feed. All that stuff is public. So if you decide that you're in the NFT community, and you find something interesting, you have the opportunity to retweet or quote tweet that out. Um, Kayvon, our head of product, you know, made a made a point another day in the meeting about every tweet is public, you know, unless you make your account private. So um, this isn't like blocking and hiding content. It's really the organization of it into communities. I love it. Does that I mean, does that answer your yeah, question? definitely. It's just filter. It's basically filtering to get you what you're wanting to see, or in terms of like a content provider, making sure the communities that the that that tweet would be uh, most relevant to that that's who it would be able to reach. Yeah. So let's say like, uh, I mean, this is left up to the mods of the community. But let's say I minted some amazing piece of artwork I wanted to share. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. Maybe I don't feel like putting that tweet out to my entire timeline, but I know the NFT community would really appreciate it. So I can tweet it just to the NFT community and then everyone can go in there and see the tweet. They could retweet it if they wanted to. We could all just talk about it in a narrow cast format as part of the community. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, in my head and maybe, you know, you never know how users are going to use something, but you know, maybe you're in the future, you know, we haven't opened them up for anyone can start a community yet, but like, imagine you're in a Twitter space and you're, and you're talking about, I don't know, something, maybe you're like, yeah, you know what, we really should start a NFT community for, um, I don't know, people that live in Florida. It's a terrible example. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we should do that. And then you, you go from the space to starting the community and you can move the conversation from an audio format in a room to then in a narrow cast of group people in uh, communities, which is, I think, super exciting. Yeah, I love it. And I think so then this goes back to so now that this is kind of in, in a testing phase and this NFT is one of the first um, the first communities that is even here you did is that where this partnership with josh came in where you're working with different uh, leaders in the nft community to help moderate it and and kind of uh, facilitate the the group is that kind of where that partnership came in you know you take a step back as there's a lot of there's not just one you know we have there's a sneakers community that's launching there's a be scaling pretty quickly hopefully september to add a significant amount more um but yeah we wanted to do an nft community and i knew josh would be a good person to ask um to to mod it and you know he kind of pulled a group together i connected them with the team at twitter and you know other than that like you know i'm just a user like anybody else mm -hmm. so um you know 
I, I'm not going to make any decisions. They can do whatever they want. It's their community. I'm, I'm just excited to see them use it and then get any, you know, feedback for us from any of the people that are running the communities, what the feedback will be and how we can uh, make it a better product for people. I love it. Yeah. If, if Justin gets too sassy, we can boot him. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. the power. Of hey, totally. <laughs> you get, you that's know, what re- you give them. I, I had a recommendation and I was like, actually, I should keep my mouth shut because, you know, uh, if I make recommendations to somebody that understands the product, then they'll never, they'll, they won't test and learn and give me the feedback that I need to help make a, a better product for everybody. Yeah, we were having an interesting conversation as mods yesterday, trying to figure out like how to interpret the rules. Um, so when you get in there, I mean, like, it's kind of like be kind, be respectful, like a couple positives, and then some some don'ts, which are basically like no fishing, like uh, no fishing, no shilling, no uh, doxing, stuff like that. Um, but we had this kind of like philosophical conversation, like what is a show and what, what what crosses the line. And I think in some cases, like, we're going to have to let the community explore that together. Um, it's a little bit like adult content where you kind of know it when you see it. But also, like, we all know it's, like, complicated not always knowing, like, who's holding what bags and who's, you know, pumping what. And um, and so we want it to be a really safe place where people can come in and feel like they're getting trustworthy information. They're in- interacting with people who are who they say they are and, and things like that. And yet also we're in a space that's you know, often pseudonymous, if not anonymous. Um, and it can be confusing, but yeah, we're gonna, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, boundaries around a community are, are, can be really healthy because they, they can Hello? keep people out. Yeah. You gotta go. How you doing? Sorry. I'll ask you for a second. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know, boundaries are cool. I think because they can keep people out and they can kind of give you a sense of where where the lines are. And so, it's something we'll explore together because we want to be really open handed about it. I just I think um, Justin, I just want to give you a shout out on the Twitter team for continuing to innovate and think through how to continue to connect and intersect a lot of the uh, types of ways that we can connect with each other. So uh, huge shout out to you two for continuing to do that work. Um, I think, are you still there, Justin? I know that you were having some connection issues. Josh, are you still there? I'm here. Okay. So I think Justin might get rugged by his own own company. (laughs) I think he may, I think he got kicked down to listener. We'll see if he (laughs) wants to come back up. But also I, I think that was a really good, um, synopsis of what this new, um, this new Twitter spaces or Twitter communities is going to allow people to do. Here he is. He's coming back up now. Maybe we'll cross our fingers. And it, there he is. Yeah, we're sorry. I'm uh, on a beta version of Twitter, so bear with me a little bit. <laughs> That's uh, uh, no worries. So I just wanted to thank you again for coming up and giving a little bit of a, a rundown of what this what Twitter communities is. Um, thank you for thinking of the NFT community, yeah. and like you said, there's lots of other communities too. What's the best way for people to find um, all the different communities that they can put? possibly join oh so so right now it's uh like it said it's in testing mods have i think unlimited invites Mm, and then users have users will have five invites each cool um so you know we're scaling it slowly over time um just as we you know build it and learn so as of now it's kind of an invite only thing but that'll that'll change that's Um, awesome so yeah day one today so bear with us a little bit as we kind of work through some tech stuff. But um, yeah, we're really excited about it. And thanks for um, taking a few minutes to chat. Yeah, thanks for coming. I know that you're definitely busy too during the day. So thanks for stopping and, and just chatting with the NFT community and giving us a little bit of a breakdown. So so Josh, yeah, as a as a mod then for this, what are your what are your kind of thoughts? And I mean, that's a lot of being able to kind of start the original. We talk a lot about gatekeeping and making sure we want to keep this community safe. What are some of your thoughts um, uh, with some of the other the mods that are involved in the project? Yeah, I wanted to put together like a, a diverse group of mods because I think we we have to think about it kind of from our own backgrounds and cultures and communities to, to think about that. So we'll be expanding it as well. Um, 
but but for me it's like it's about the people mm-hmm. so I, I think we might actually try something which is like not inviting projects themselves but just like people like if you create something you want to come in there and talk about it in an authentic way cool but we probably don't need you know like you know the the funky frog club to come in and like you know be posting every you know all their stuff like they can do that out on on main yeah and and i'll you know and and they'll let people interact with it out there so i I think i really want it to be about people and the vibes that that i think the nft space has had this year which are just like really positive supportive um so so yeah let's see like you know if artists want to come in and just share some of the work they're working on in a way that's not like really um like aggressive or um like supermarkety then then awesome like we want to see what creators are, are coming up with um you know just a quick call to action like if you are interested in uh joining the nft beta community on twitter um you can dm me at beijing doe b-e-i-j-i-n-g-d-o-u and if you listen on the podcast or if you're in this space right now you can just tap me and dm me and just tell you want to join the community we are having some issues where it's like rolling out slowly. So like most people are actually like getting an error when I'm trying to add you. But the way that it works is I'll send you uh, a DM and it'll, uh, it'll like let you click through into um, a community tab and you can use that to uh, hang out and um, chat in that specific timeline with everyone else who joins the community. And then once you get in, you should have, um, some some of your own invites where you can invite some other people in and um and I will um continue to invite people as as the requests come in. So so that's what we're kicking off. Um and yeah, I mean I, I think there's like like when I think about the open handedness, like there's so much freedom for the community to define what we want it to be as as we explore this. And again, like once Twitter opens it up for more communities, we'll I think we'll find that mm-hmm. there will be even more specific ones that could be dedicated to, you know, different types of nft projects or verticals or um different groups of people within the space but um yeah i'm I'm excited about just connecting as people over our kind of shared love of this funny vision of the future that we see that could be really incredible and has changed so many of our lives for the better this year from the people that we met you know in some cases from you know being able to be taken care of financially and then also to just collect some really fun things and for creators to find a new way to to release their work. So we want to house all that in the um, NFT community uh, on Twitter and um, and just let it grow and, and kind of become its own living thing. So yeah, that's I mean, the goal. A lot of people talk about how like Twitter is the OG metaverse. It's almost like they've, they, this is kind of where we've all met um, and it's the easiest way. And so it's kind of cool to see the technology uh, and Twitter constantly thinking about new ways to innovate and make it easier. Um, a lot of people, we, I mean, cr- cross platform is going to obviously always be a thing, but the more, the more utility that we can have in one platform to do different types of things is going to just be so powerful. Um, and I, I just think it's so cool that your your basically your passion prior to NFTs really intersects with like your personal passion with NFTs too. Like your professional and personal lives kind of meet up. And I'm curious what your uh, do you foresee in your future where you're working in this space more and more um, with like your you know the group of clients you work with and your personal your your personal you know drive with the spaces that you host i'm sure you can create all kinds of cool community and uh different ways to connect with community in those ways so i'm just curious what you have planned for the future uh especially now that you're you've been so i'm sure you've thought about like where you want to take this personally and professionally yeah um you know i had this had this one week where my nft consultancy is kind of building out and I had this. I had three conversations in three days where it was like an agency, a streetwear brand, and then uh, like a startup. Each we're talking about like, hey, we're hiring a head of community. It's kind of our first main marketing hire, 
and do you know anyone? Do you want to do it or do you know anyone? And and I, it just clicked for me like for a long time your community hire was actually after you know like your head of marketing or you would do like um, you might have like performance marketing and then you'd have you know, social media, you'd have um, content and there's all these different types of marketing, much of which I've done. You have brand strategy and PR. Um, and in the Web3 endeavors, there was a shift where, they, where people realized like even before you market, you actually like you need to nurture your community. And so that became this like almost like co-founder level hire mm-hmm. for all these different um, projects and where you went from like previously a community manager was actually quite a junior role. Um, cause it was just kind of like, all right, well, community managers like hang out on Reddit and keep people from like trashing your brand or something, or yeah. like, you know, be nice to your commenters on your website or something. Um, it's actually a stre- extremely senior role. And I, and I think for those of us who are in the NFT space, we're learning to build communities, um, around specific avatars, around specific projects. It's, a, it's a very valuable skill, um, to be learning right now because, we're going to need it in this new future where um, NFT NFTs allow for a certain level of community that that activates your um, your your fan base in a way that is like often the holy grail of marketing because like word of mouth, grassroots, street team, that type of marketing has a conversion rate that is you know factors above um other types of marketing because it's powerful because it comes from like a human recommendation it's authentic it comes from like activating people's passion to align with your company's goals um and then setting them loose and setting them free to kind of like be an extension of your brand and and kind of be that voice so there's this i think that there's a wave of traditional brands realizing that they can make an uh, a Web three play that that has this incredible community that can then be um, a really powerful customer base, a really powerful extension of your marketing strategies. And so we're seeing a, a switch in hiring and prioritization in, in terms of resources. So I, I think that's one play that's super fascinating to me. Uh, I've certainly fallen into this in in kind of a funny way, and I I wake up just about every day kind of looking at my life and thinking about. Uh, what it is, you know, I'm tar- talking to artists about releasing some of their work as mm-hmm. my board ape and creating personalities there. I'm I'm working with, you know, musicians and DJs to help release their collections. Um, you know, I'm helping the the board of yacht club think about some of their community events. We're planning some fun stuff this fall. So there's there's all these really kind of unique ways in which. Uh, the things that I care about and the things that are really fun for me also happen to be things that matter to uh, different communities and different companies and projects. Yeah, and I'm able uh-huh. to do that and, you know, take care of my family, stack a little bit, collect some more um, NFTs along the way. So it's been a wild ride. I mean, I, I have to kind of pace myself too because um, there's so much that I want to do and I want to be in spaces all day. I want to be right. like in meetings all day, like chatting with new people, introducing them to NFTs. And then I also like have to just kind of buckle up and, and do the work. So um, it's been wild, but it's, you know, I'm having a ton of fun. You know, I just want to thank you for, you know, you you have built a brand and a business and you're a successful consultant and being able to transfer. We talk a lot about, you know, Gary V, how he's parlaying all of his success. Farouk is doing it. You're doing it with uh, all the success that you've had um, prior to Web3. You're, you're able to use your success in Web2 and help, um, you know, further Web3 in really meaningful ways. And I think it's also important important to note, um, you know, for people that are just starting that this is people are always like, how do I fit in? And it's really finding what you enjoy and what you love and figuring out how you can be an important part of the system. Because like you said, there's whole new roles that people didn't um, think were important, you know, setting up discords or doing like a lot of things that are going to be so important in web three with, with all of this community orientation um, that maybe wasn't as, wasn't as important in web two when, 
we were the products. And so I just think it's so fascinating and I think it's um, such an exciting time. And I love to hear how you're talking already about, you know, the transition of being able to do what you love every day and be able to put food on the table. And I think that's the goal, right? And I've talked to several people on the show that were either homeless or they weren't they uh, were just barely making ends meet, and now uh, their whole life has changed. And I think those stories, the more that um, the NFT community develops, we, we have the benefit of being early, but then there's also always the benefit of just, if you work hard and you do what you, you're really good at and find what you love, there's going to be a way that you can make it in this space. Sweet. Yeah, and I, and I think like, it can feel like, oh, shoot, I missed the wave. And the reality is, like, there's more than one wave and it and just continues to build. And, and so if you're here today, you're early. Right. Um, because, like, how big is this space? A couple hundred thousand people, maybe half a million if you include, like, Top Shot and some others. But, like, um, the rest of the world still has to understand this and, and to adopt it and, and walk in and, and – what we're learning like like we're getting an education together because like those of us who've been like up and like learning about drops and trying to figure out these technologies and learning like you know how to mint from the contract or learning like what works what what to look for in a project these are all like um a training of our instincts and and developing of skills and knowledge that are going to be extremely valuable and we're going to use these to help guide the rest of the world and so like these this is an opportunity to be be part of a movement early and make our contributions like be who we are and carve a little space out for ourselves so i love um, it i I definitely don't think it's too late i know that the market's kind of bouncing up and down and sometimes it's bullish and sometimes it's bearish but like when you look at the long arm of history like i rode the crypto winter down from like from up to like very much down yeah and yet like that's happened four or five times throughout, you know, even in the last decade. And so it's just really about, um, you know, sticking with it, um, being smart and, and learning and then building community together and, and, uh, taking care of each other along the way. Yeah. And you know, the communities change too, right? And as new people get in, there's new spaces, there's new communities. You can't have a hundred thousand people and only, you know, five or six really top tier communities. It just keeps growing and there'll be new spaces for people to connect. And it's really about where you put your time and energy and how, who, what projects you're helping to grow and build. And so I just love that because even like a crypto punk for a lot of people was out of reach, but that community is so strong and just look at how they keep building on it. And I just think Mm -hmm. that, you know, every, you know, now you may not be able to get an ape in this, but apes just launched four months ago and the next ape is out there. It's just a matter of figuring it out and putting in the time and working and learning about what projects you like and stuff like that. So I love that you, you mentioned the ups and downs because it's so true, but as the space gets bigger, you know, the, as long as you find the projects and that you really find yourself have conviction about, you're going to be fine. Um, and I, and so I appreciate you mentioning that. All right. I don't want to, I know that you're, you have to run in a few minutes, so I want to make sure we have some time for questions. If you have a question about anything that was covered, Josh's journey, Twitter communities, anything, go ahead and hit that request button. We're going to bring a few people up for questions for community corner. Um, and, if they and then uh, we'll go ahead and close out here in just a little bit, but I want to make sure to give time to the community if you guys have questions to ask question. I see once, uh, and so keep them coming, and I'll keep bringing people up. But we got a question from Ari, and as I bring her up, we'll start community corner. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of community corner. How's it going, Ari? Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Um, it was a uh, great listening to the podcast. Um, I wanted to ask, how are the structures for these uh, crypto NFTs communities going to be? Like, are you guys breaking it into coins? Um, as well as, is there going to be an education tab? Because what I've noticed, a lot of people are jumping on this space, but they don't know what they're doing. They're sharing their key phrases. Um, so uh yeah if you could talk about that yeah um let me see if i I think i understand the question but 
Yeah, I mean, in terms of education, I, I think that's extremely important. And, and I think there's so much that there needs to be done in that area because I, I think for a long time, like, NFTs and, and cryptocurrency in general were kind of used by tech-savvy people, like either engineers or builders. And so, like, there was not so much a movement to create the kinds of interfaces and experiences that would make it um, easily be easily usable for um, a broad group of people. Um, you know, and I think, like, the gas system, like, like is just so hostile to people to even know, like, oh, okay, I've tried to submit this thing that's stuck, and what do I do? Even, like, seed phrases are kind of foreign to people, and there are warnings, but, you know, some people that click through those warnings and get scammed and stuff. So it's, it's really quite tragic. And so I think I'm hosting a Twitter space tonight um, from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern, and it's it's going to be like NFTs 101. We're going to start at the basics. I have some of the best people I know in NFT security and, you know, smart contracts. And, um, you know, I have, um, you know, people who've like written the actual blog posts that we read, you know, explaining what NFTs are like um coming to share their knowledge um and so I, that's one of the things i love about the community is people are just so willing to help um and and they're just you know ready to share their time and, and their knowledge and, and twitter space setting is a great example and shows like this where people just hop on and they're just like want to talk about it um so i think that's a good starting place um for the community um on twitter this new beta feature it's not going to be token gated it's just going to be um, it's currently invite based. And then I think, you know, as they roll out the feature, they may open that up to, to let communities choose kind of how, how people are at it. But, um, but I will be adding people kind of manually for, for the first few days while we just get this figured out. Um, but looking forward to kind of that, that's really just going to be about people who are interested in connecting together about NFTs, um, and are willing to, follow a few simple rules just to make sure that the, the conversation is civil and, and the community is healthy. Um, so that's, that's what we'll do. I mean, I, I think when we look at communities, um, and, and we've been talking about kind of web three communities, I think DAOs are super, uh, interesting to me because they basically use the technology to create like a democratic, um, governance, mm -hmm. uh, that, that you can then, customized for different groups around specific assets or different missions. And, and so, um, I love that experiment. I think like lots of DAOs will probably maybe may, might not get it right at first and, you know, not figure out the token distribution and things like that and, and how to, how to do the voting and how to secure everything. But, but it's going to be, I think, really powerful to watch, um, communities work through the whole governance process in a decentralized way using tokens and, and nfts and and um and using the blockchain I, th I mean i think that's a, honestly a really incredible question too because we have so many people that are being onboarded that just are like how do i get started what is all of this how does this make sense that was actually a big reason i started this show uh because when i was trying to discover you know what coins are out there i had to read through icos i was like reading hours and hours a night trying to figure out you know the direction and so now the format of how we can um you know communicate but also somewhat entertain and talk to people in a live format it's just I, I think they're you've done an amazing job you know you talked about doing a spaces tonight but I think that's where this next learning curve is of onboarding people is they're going to be able to find shows or people that they um, find value from that can help them in their experience and so just continue already looking for those people out there Josh is a great example that's constantly working to bring value to the people that follow him to make sure that they're learning and not just shilling a project after project, but also like taking time to really understand, like you're talking about what a MetaMask is and what these these really important things um, that people need to understand when joining the space for security, because you are your own bank when it comes to crypto, especially in decentralized wallets. Raleigh, uh, I had you up next. Thanks for coming and joining the show. You had a question? Yeah, thanks for, for inviting me up. Uh, I... My question is really, you know, is there space for, you know, multinationals like a, a Budweiser or a Walmart and Amazon, like in the NFT space as it exists now? Um, 
maybe I'm thinking too like narrowly just about this space is around like collectibles and you know, art. Um, but you know, do these like larger brands like need to build community in the ways that we have, you know, so far? Um, and do you think that the community will accept them, um, you know, as they start to come in? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, Budweiser is a fun example because they ended up like you probably saw they they took the Tom Sachs rocket, which used their logo without permission, and then um, they they bought it and they bought beer.eth and the, and then they just started diving in. And so I went to the Tom Sachs rocket launch um, of the first ten rockets, and like Budweiser was a sponsor. They were like handing out beers, you know, like. Um, so between Budweiser and Stella, you know, sponsored Zed Run, it's like, you know, Anheuser-Busch is like the beer of the metaverse for me. But, um, I, you know, I think like it's a, it's a big question about like corporations and kind of late stage capitalism and, and having to ask ourselves like in a lot of ways we built this, we built this community as a little bit of a community of misfits because when so many people just didn't believe that this was a thing and were making fun of like right click save and you know all that stuff like some of us saw caught a vision of what this could be and we wanted to build some real value and community around it um and products and so i think like in some ways like this is our space to decide what happens next and we could we could just let the corporations in they're going to come in with their budgets they're going to offer some free stuff they're going to like clamp down on things because they want control and and i think the lack of control is one reason why so many corporations like stayed away from NFTs, right? Because if you're like Disney, you're kind of like, would I rather just have like Disneyland where I control everything? Or do I want to like put something out in this world that I, that I no longer can like completely watch over every single aspect of it? And, and you know, and when the lawyers want us to shut it down, like will we be able to shut it down? And, um, you know, how do we control that and how do we make sure we like, you know, monetize that? So um, I think there's going to be a huge push and pull between like centralization and decentralization between like corporate interests and individual interests between like, you know, IP farms and artists, you know, individual creators and things like that. And, and I think like, this is, this is like, we got to gear up for a battle because they're, momentum and their scale is going to be it's it's going to risk like overpowering our voices but if we're this is why i think community matters so much like if we're united as an nft community and not just like tribalism between specific projects but like recognizing the the way that we want to see the world shaped um through digital ownership then like we can have a stronger voice and we can we can resist and we can shape this space to be what we want it to be. So like I try not to get too like Marxist about it and be like, you know, revolution of people, but at the same time, like we know that corporations have so much power and can kind of grind out the individuals and we want this to be a space where we can fight back against that. So um I think brands are welcome. You know, when when like Visa bought the crypto punk and, you know, Arizona bought a board ape and whoever else bought other things like I was actually a little sad because because I think the realization is like every crypto punk that Visa, MasterCard, you know, traditional finance buys is one less person who gets to own that and be part of that community. And, one, you know, and, and like at some point, if you had enough brands in, it'd be like basically the, the board of Fortune 500 and not a lot of people. It would just be like mm -hmm. faceless corporations. So I think we have to risk like things tilting. Like was I. I think it's funny that Arizona's coming in and like sponsoring a comic and they want to be part of the club. Like, yeah, we celebrated that and we celebrated Visa, but also like at the same time, like we just have to be aware because if we aren't, we're going to wake up and it's going to be gone. Um, you know, the, the, what, all that we did to create this decentralized community to fight for individuals and, you know, artist royalties and, and empowerment, we're going to wake up and we're going to be stuck in, you know, Disneyland, which is cool. I love Disneyland. But that to me is like the big issue with the metaverse is like we could all live in Fortnite world and it would be extremely compelling. You know, we could we could live in Roblox or Minecraft, but like the real desire and the real power of NFTs is if we allow that to let us own things instead of the corporations owning everything. So rather than 
Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I just I really wanted to add on because I think we I think we talk a little bit about it in the community about like we have to safeguard it and it's it hasn't become an it these small these are small minor things but wait until like a a big brand tries to buy out you know a lot of a like of a community token and stuff like that and we really have to like I think we talk about these things now because we see where it's heading and uh, once it gets to that point we always need to remember you know where we want it to go now um, because that's what happens you know when you know these buyouts and these takeovers they're real they happen in corporate America every day and it's just a matter of time till we start to see it in the NFT community and it's our responsibility to really um, come together in those moments and remind you know these big entities you can't just buy buy out a community like that um, yeah I guess I wanted to end it with like we have a choice because uh, we were here first it's like do we right. want to let them live in our world or do mm-hmm. we want to live in theirs yes yeah especially when we've been a product for so many years all right I've got I do have two I'm more sure. we may only have time for one but Jerry uh, McGuire he's always been a huge supporter of this show so I wanted to have him come on up go ahead Jerry so Jerry yeah what's up Josh um, I want to get your thoughts on the whole you know I heard you talk about brands and but I you know Budweiser Visa have you thought about how brands could you know, integrate themselves into the projects of the owner versus doing it in an endorsement fashion? And I'd love to hear what your thoughts are around that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like the old way of endorsements was just really hacky because um, I guess the way that I think about it, like when, when I talk about like PR versus marketing with clients, I have a spectrum for value because like if you have to do an ad it's not native right you you're actually like buying their attention or their time and that's actually like the least effective way to do it like it's effective but on the other side which is something that we do in PR and communications is earning someone's attention and earning their um their coverage or their share um and so like you know there's a there's a format called um pose, uh, which is like paid, owned, shared, and earned different types of media opportunities. Um, and I actually think like you need all four, but really like what we, what brands should be doing is like recognizing, like, let's move away from the paid, although you can still do that, especially certain types of brands need it, but let's, Uh let's figure out how to make things that are shareable. And that's how to figure out ways how to earn your attention and earn your, um, your things. And the way that you do that is by providing value. Um, and there's all sorts of ways that you can provide value. Some of it's monetary and other times it's like, you know, participating authentically in the community. And other times it's like, you know, contributing other ways, like um, supporting the causes. And, and, you know, even if it's just sometimes it's like sending over a case of beers for a community event, which is cool. So um, I, 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 I think wanna... that's, a, that's, a, yeah, that's a great point. You, like you literally just hit the nail on the head was what I was hoping for, because I think. You know, with Dez, he's he's we've received multiple endorsement opportunities, very big checks. That, you know, if you're going to turn the game, you're going to change the system a little bit. You know, you have to almost put your foot down and and say like that's not how we want to do it. Like for example, like Uber is one of they, they reached out to him to do a commercial, and he said, I don't want this to be Dez Bryant. I want this to be my community. And here's what I want you to do for my community. And like they're like what? <laughs> like they're like we're willing to like work with you on it, but we don't understand. So. You know, there's almost like an education process for the corporations too. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I think I, you know, there's there's a movement in like corporate social responsibility for for corporations to kind of like take more ownership of like what they do in this world and the impact that they leave. So, uh, you know, I'm like kind of optimistic on that side. Um, but really, it's like, I mean, obviously, corporations are like run by people, and I think the people in there have to kind of be. Um, held accountable and, and incentivized to understand that like what we do matters and how we do it matters. And it's not just like, you know, write the check and stamp the ad and, and, you know, you know, get your customers to, to buy. So yeah, I I think like we vote with our wallets and I think that's going to be really important for, um, for the next, um, the next phase. Yeah, customer. The customer is going to be helping drive the success instead of just the company preying on the customer for their the you know buying the product. I think that's so big is like the community aspect of NFTs and what it brings to the table, but blockchain technology in general allows for 
you know, the, like you say, like it, you kind of the people take back control. So I know you had I know you had um, to to be heading somewhere. So we did have one other person on stage, um, but it's up to you if you have time to yeah, do one more. Yeah, we can do the qu- last question. Okay, DG, you're you're on stage. Thanks for joining the show. Hey everyone, uh, Josh and Carl, thank you guys so much for this opportunity. Really appreciate the uh, free flow of information. Um, one thing I'm really interested about uh, with the launch of Twitter communities today um, and the fact that Discord has been such a major player in NFT community building, I'm just interested to hear your thoughts or predictions on how it may look you know, next six months, year, two years, five years for um, cohesion in terms of community. Do you think it's going to be more disjointed across different platforms or do you think that communities will live in one or two central areas? All right. Appreciate it, guys. Cheers. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's definitely Discord fatigue. Um, I hit 100 Discords like a, a few weeks ago, and I finally paid for Nitro. And then I just hit 200 Discords. And so now I, I have the key. Every time I join a new community, I have to leave a community, which is kind of sad. But but that's the reality we're in. Um, but even with that, it's like the, the overflow of information. And I'm probably in I, – I tend to be in more projects than I can handle. And so um, – because I just like a really diverse, like I want to own one of the one of each of the avatars or something. And it's like, um, which I can't even use, right? Because I only have like so many spots for my avatars. But um, so I, I do think there's Discord fatigue. Twitter, um, I, I think we have to wrestle with just like the sheer glut of information and like how do we keep the signal high? How do we help people, you know, stay stay tapped in with the things that matter? And I think, uh, I guess for me, I just think of it as like a little bit of concentric circles and recognizing like we all have micro communities um, and we can choose the ones that we want to be in. Like, and, and, you know, my advice to people who are like, how do I get into, like, how do I find the next board apes if I'm priced out of the current board apes? And the answer, to be honest, is like join a community and make it the next board apes, right? And I've seen that with like my friends at Lazy Lions who are like, oh, I didn't listen to you about apes. But I found this community. It's so much fun. We're making memes. We're like chatting. We're like, you know, doing the whole like pride roar and all that stuff. Like it's magical to them. I'm watching a friend basically go through that same experience that I had with the apes, but it's a different profile pick. But like, you know, the picks, it's not about the picks, right? Like I always say, like, come for the art, stay for the community. Um, so I think we need to have like rings of community so that we understand, like, okay, here's my kind of like small scale, kind of intimate group. And then here's like a bigger thing and, and, and even bigger. And this, this is like, you know, the, the broader group. And that's something we're wrestling with as mods for like the NFT community that we're, you know, releasing on Twitter today is like, how big do we make it? You know, do we just invite everybody? Like it could be 10,000, you know, pretty quickly if we wanted, then it's like probably just as noisy as our timeline. So we're going to, we'll be inviting people DM. Everyone can DM me if you want in and we'll just like roll people in. And then honestly, like, if it gets too big, I think people will start to splinter off and they'll start newer ones where they can talk about things that matter to them. And we just, you know, find our people and do cool stuff together and that'll change the world. That's so cool. And being able to introduce uh, Twitter communities on here has been so fun. Thanks for uh, the idea to get Justin up here as well and roll that out. Remember to DM Josh if you'd like uh, access to this um, revolutionary concept Twitter's bringing out of Twitter communities and being the beta NFT community group. Um, Josh, any any last words you want to um, plug anything before we we head out? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just plug again, like, so it's Wednesday, um, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. If you're new to NFTs and you want you want the, the 101, uh, I'm hosting a workshop on Twitter Spaces tonight. And so um, you can find the link on my profile or, or just, you know, hop in the space when it, when it goes live a little before 8. Um, invite your friends. If you know people who are like, I really want to learn about this, but I don't know how, like, this is we we brought together some of the best people I know who can talk about these topics and they're going to give their time freely just to share that. And we'll record it too. So it'll be, um, you know, we'll, we'll have a recording as well, but um, we'll do, we'll take questions and then we'll also go through a bunch of different topics. Anyone from security to, um, you know, setting up your wallet and different terminology. So looking forward to that. 
That's going to be awesome. And you've been such an advocate on Twitter space. Thanks for always being on there, helping educate people. It's really important in this time as more and more people are getting onboarded. So thanks for everything you've done in the space as well. Uh, if you if you're just joining us or you're just showing up to the show, we've been ch- talking with uh, Josh for the last hour and, and just some really amazing things that that um, he's been up to in his career, his uh, journey in the space, and now being a part of the mod team for the NFT uh, Twitter communities that is beta launch today. So it's just so cool to be able to hear the journey of people in the space. But if you didn't catch the whole episode, I'll also have it uploaded in just a few minutes after the show at crazyaboutcryptoshow.com. And anytime you um, want to learn about what's going on, uh, the show's upcoming, you can also follow the Crazy About Crypto Show um, on Twitter and just click my link. Thanks for everyone showing up to the show. Make sure to follow Josh and stay up to date with what he's doing because he's just uh, crazy productive. I don't know how he keeps up with so many communities, but he's he's doing things for so many people in the space. So make sure to follow him. And uh, this has been another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. This has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.